0: i miss you!
1: Greetings, THL, and welcome to another edition of the THL POW Podcast. I am your host, Isaacles, making my triumphant return after missing last week, to which I apologize, but it's okay because there were buys, and one week doesn't tell you anything anyway. So this is completely fine that we're starting in week two and joining me on this very special episode is my uh, former Salty Saturday co-host. It is Dande. Donde, how's it going, man?
0: I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on, Isaklees. Uh, I know you invited me on the last time you recorded, so just uh, so excited to be back and, and take you up on your offer.
1: I'm glad you did. I'm glad that uh, you took um, all of my... Uh, ribbing <laughs> and in, in good fun i tried to also throw in some some sweet words of kindness as well figured that uh, something was gonna draw you in so uh i'll, I'll throw out the, another lure at the end of this podcast for a potential guest host for uh for next week as well uh unless you want to commit to coming back next week i don't know what, what say you put you on the spot right away
0: wow this was not planned in any way <laughs> um, yeah i mean i'll have to check my schedule of course but uh I, I do enjoy doing these quite a bit. I know I did it with, uh, with base last season and that was a lot of fun. So uh, certainly something that I could be persuaded to.
1: Excellent. All right. Well, regardless of whether or not you're able to make it next week, I do plan on getting back into the regular flow of a podcast every week because what I want to do again, like last season is alternate weeks of which series we talk about. And this week we're going to start off with pro and legacy. So apologies to the Battleground series, the Hero series, the Wild series, the EU Wild series, uh, that y'all are just going to have to wait one more week to hear what we had to say. I will shout out Hero real quick. Uh, basically, I could have just threw everyone in Epic because the entire conference is one and one except for two teams. So, uh, you can just look at the standings and get a pretty good idea of, of where teams land. And as for Wild and, and EU Wild, we'll have more to say next week. I'll try to find if Dante's not able to join a, uh, a Wild Specialist, SES Toast. But that being said, uh, we are going to start with Pro. uh, So let's get it going. Laptops, all of you. So Dante, as we start looking across the Pro landscape, uh, any initial thoughts on uh, what you've seen so far in the uh, first two weeks? Um, Or do you want to just jump right into the teams?
0: Uh, I mean, just as an initial thought, it does seem like both conferences are fairly balanced, which I think is fantastic. There's a lot of power at the uh, at the top of each conference, and even down line, looking at some of the teams that are that are near the bottom, uh, bye weeks notwithstanding, of course, because there are bye weeks in pro this season. Uh, there's a lot of teams that are more than capable of making comeback from the rough start they have uh, they have procured in the first two weeks of the season.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So that actually threw me off for a minute. Uh, you uh, call me out on this, that uh, there are, in fact, bi-weeks in pro. Uh, since I'm not playing, I was not uh, totally focused on the uh, individual scheduling there. So I had to make some quick adjustments, which we'll talk about in just a minute. But let's go ahead and get into teams, uh, starting with a legendary teams. Uh, for me, that is going to be uh, Hyperizon, Sheepies, the five boxing wizards, Jump Quickly, and F2 Well. And I have
0: legacy... or Legacy... Already making mistakes. I have legendary teams, Sheepies, Five Boxing Wizards Jump Quickly, Hype Horizon, and Brushy Tuna.
1: So a quick shout out to uh, our illustrious uh, third wheel Palbot, uh, whose rankings I did not add in uh, before we started recording. So apologies if you appreciate our robotic friend. Uh, she'll be back next week to help out with here in a while. But for today, she's going to be me and Donde uh, doing the duos. So... Uh, it seems like we're pretty much in agreement on our, most of these teams. Uh, we have one, uh, one deviation, but, um, the team that I had to make my quick adjustment on, Hyperizon, uh, starting out 1-0, 21 points, uh, they had initially come in my rankings because of the way that, uh, my metrics work as an epic. And then I realized, wait, buys are a thing, so I fixed that and I think they're pretty clearly the top dog. Dante, just as a uh, curiosity, are your teams necessarily in order when you put them, or just uh, grouped this in category, uh, the way the base does it?
0: Uh, unless otherwise stated, I tend to try and put things in order, and in this case for me, Hyperizon obviously with a fantastic start. As you mentioned, they've only had one game so far, or one week so far, with a buy. Uh, it wasn't necessarily that they had a bad week, of course. I just think that the two teams that I put above them, uh, Sheepies and the Boxing Wizards there, have had back-to-back fantastic weeks. So, I valued the consistency of two great weeks slightly, though we all know what capable of. so uh, I would expect them to continue to stay at least there in my rankings, if not move higher.
1: Yeah, absolutely can agree with that. It's, it's good for two teams that uh, we had some pretty high expectations for coming into the season uh, to get out to a good start. So, uh, I can't agree with you there. All right, um, Dante, why don't you go ahead and give me your epic teams, uh, since you've got quite a few of them here.
0: Yeah, I had uh, I had quite a few because I couldn't really decide exactly uh, what the difference here was between a lot of these teams. So I have uh, a golden epic. I have Crick's Multiple Wives and Faction. And then for a standard epic teams, I have Aussie Pro Mafia, Sushi Rats, F2L, Undivided, and Make Love, Not Warcraft.
1: And uh, for me, I have Bread Ape, Brushy Tuna, and Faction. Uh, so let's just go ahead and knock this out real quick. Uh, Brushy Tuna, um, you had them as a legendary team, starting out two and zero, not skipping a beat after uh, making that uh, excellent replacement, uh, bringing you on the team for that scrub that was there last season. Um, you have them as a legendary. You're, you're pretty high, and you're on team. I like it.
0: Yes, the uh, only two and zero team in Black Conference right now. Uh, it is obviously in first place in Black Conference being the only undefeated team. The one knock I would have on Brushy Unit right now is that the, uh, the schedule, and I know we're only two weeks in, has been on the lower side of things compared to like Faction, for example, right below. So this is where I would say that they take a bit of a hit. Um, yeah. But I thought that with the 2-0, it was hard to rank a team outside of Legendary with this type of competition level this early in the season.
1: Yeah, I think that makes sense. And, and we'll probably just... Uh, touched y'all down just a hair for me is the um the end match results i think uh the dqs always kind of throw things off a little bit hate to see it but kind of is what it is and then everything Mm -hmm. else uh so deshaun was off to a 2-0 start everyone else on the team is one and one um so you're getting the the uh the match wins um but the individual game scores have have been pretty close which usually sticks out a little bit more in uh, the way i put things together but you know 2 is 2 zero. so um, I think it's a pretty good case to make that um, starting out 2 and 0 in pro is nothing to scoff at. So I'm, I'm probably going to defer to you uh, with the insider info as far as um, Brachy Tuna is concerned as our last legendary team. And then for me, the other team that I had as a legendary um, that you had as an Epic. Again, I think I'm going to defer to you on this one just because I started off 1-0. and And so uh, you don't have a whole lot to, to go by just yet. And that's F2L. Um, the Vita team that I thought was going to be pretty good um, in group process that, uh, unfortunately had, uh, a little bit of a struggle the next week as well. So, you know, that might not end up being quite the, uh, um, the feather in their cap for, for well But, um, even their losses were, 2-3 losses. So, you know, they put up a, a good number of points and a close win. Um, but I think, uh, I think we probably just want to see a little more data on them, uh, before jumping all the way to legendary. So we'll, uh, we'll make them a golden epic. Um, so you had two teams. As a, as a Golden Epic in your rankings, and Matrix Multiple Wise, and Faction. Um, between those two teams, um, which team
0: impressed you more as far as their their opening uh, in the early going of the Pro Series? Both teams have played fantastically difficult schedules out of the two weeks so far, with Macrix, Multiple Wise, slightly ahead in that regard, but Faction slightly ahead in points. So it, this is almost a dead heat, but I would say looking at the uh, the early points... Mancric's Multiple Wives, despite the fact they scored four fewer points in faction, I think they've impressed me slightly more. Uh, Pink was kind of the conference that everyone thought might be a little bit tougher, and they're sitting up there in third right now. There is a gap. There is a gap between Sheepies and Mancric's Multiple Wives, and that might be a gap that's there the entire season. This might be a race for those three and four spots, but the way Mancric's Multiple Wives have responded in the first two weeks of the season to be one and one and be right up there in third, I think that's very impressive.
1: Yeah, they definitely, they kept it close with, uh, the five boxing wizards, um, and mm-hmm. then took a close win over Point Mountain So it's, it's tough to judge, uh, yet what they're going to end up being. You hope that that first week is more indicative, um, even though the loss, because that's a, a, really good team that, that, uh, we think is, um, definitely one of our best, so. Uh, and faction, I mean, you know what you're getting out of faction. Um, they're always going to be a solid team. Uh, they were a DT away from being really close with Hershey Tuna in the first week, and they came back with a big week the next week, so we expect them to be up there as well. Um, and then for me, so, uh, that pretty much covered my epics, because I didn't have that many. Um, I had faction up there. I did not have my multiple wives up there. Um, the one team that I did have as a epic that you did not, the Red Ape, uh, we need to get to the rares to so start talking about them. And uh, for me, my rares were Love, Not Warcraft, the aforementioned Mankrex, Multiple Lives, Poimlocked and Loaded, Sushi Rats, and the Aussie Pro Mafia.
0: I had Golden Epic, or sorry, Golden Rares, For the Clowns, Bread Ape, and then Rares, Poimlocked and Loaded, Brew Process, and Popeye's Spicy Chicken Sandwich.
1: Yeah, I like it. Uh I was a little stingy on my on my goals as far as my individual rankings. The way that uh, the metrics laid out for me uh, gave me some pretty clear um dividers. I think the one category I wish I could have had a golden is maybe some golden golden commons, but instead of just bumping everyone up a tier to make that work, I just ended up with a whole bunch of golden commons. We'll get to in a minute. Um but Bread Eight, talk to me about them, because you have them down as a golden rare. You know they won the championship last season, right?
0: I sure do, and I think we're going to see this as a theme tonight a little bit uh, in regards to teams that had a championship-caliber season last season and not off to the best start this time around. Uh, So I do have them as a golden rare, which to me, when I'm thinking of a golden team, a golden rare, golden epic, I'm thinking of teams that are just, I can make a case for you in the next tier up, but I just can't quite put you with the team that's sitting above you. So for me, when I look at red ape and for the clouds i see two teams that are somewhat evenly like almost a dead heat here in terms of standings but i just can't put them into that epic tier with make love not warcraft and undivided sitting right there at the bottom of my epic tier so i do know that red ape won the championship last season and i do know that they didn't really change the roster at, i don't do the image at all i think it's exactly the same right uh, looks that way yeah so uh, maybe obviously is
1: new i don't recall him being on the team last
0: season and he is starting off zero two but we all know what avi is capable of he's a fantastic player definitely a pro caliber player and he's gonna turn around there's no there's no doubt in my mind that avi will be at least pushing 500 so this team will rebound but for right now just power rankings in the moment they're a little bit lower
1: yeah, it's so a perfectly reasoned argument. Um, so I think I'm, I, I, will pull you up to epic on them just because I didn't have that many epics to begin with. And I actually do feel pretty strongly that they, um, deserve the merits of their previous seasons. We've seen that pretty consistently in, in pro teams that even when, um, yeah, a team kind of struggles a little bit off the, off the, gate, off the bat that, uh, their pedigree, uh, wins out. Of course, I say that and I'm looking down, uh, as a spoiler to one of the teams I have in my golden common where that's, I completely negated that reasoning. So we'll, we'll get to them in, in a minute, but. Um, The rest of your epic teams, between Aussie Pro Mafia, Sushi Rats, Undivided, and Make Love not Warcraft, uh, which
0: of those teams for you absolutely deserves to be the last epic team uh, in this group? Well, uh, that's making me choose children here, I suppose. (laughs) Right. right. (laughs) Uh, Looking at the combination of the points that have been scored on a weekly basis so far, right up against the average opponent's schedule probably has to be a slight nod to Aussie pro mafia at the moment. Um, you know, they're, they're consistently 13 points. That's like right in the, we could be winning, we could be losing category. So I would say they're like right on that dividing line. Cause that to me, that kind of is where, where you're sitting. If you're, you know, in a low end Epic team versus like a high end uh, golden rare, that's where maybe the 500 mark would tend to fall. So, they are kind of like the definition right now of that team that's in the 500, 500 range. So I would say Aussie pro mafia.
1: Okay. That uh, works for me. Yeah. The other teams, there, sushi rats. I've uh, only got one data point to work with. Um, right. they kind of struggled last season, but Hey, they got a win, and that's pretty good. Um, but, uh, we'll see them keep it up and then undivided and uh, make love, not Warcraft. Uh, I think both one and one and, uh, we'll just have to wait and see. Um, yeah, Make Club not Warcraft uh pretty good team. They beat Savoy. Subway. Um Subway's off to kind of a uh slow start once again. Um but that could uh could turn around for them and make that win look better for um the make Love Not Warcraft team. Uh and as for the Undivided, uh they did beat uh one of our contenders from last season, the Popeye Spicy Chicken Sandwiches, which goes a long way. So I think that's gonna keep them as a golden rare for me. Um but then their other week. Um, they actually lost the sheepies. So they have really been through the, uh, the gauntlet as far as their schedule goes. Um, so I, I, I like what I've seen out of them. And, uh, you know, I think, uh, where I have them as a golden common, which I'll read off here in just a minute, it's probably a little too harsh, um, given their early schedule. So, uh, I think they had to come in as that, uh, that golden rare. But, um, alright, so let's go ahead and run
0: through our golden commons. Uh, why don't you start? Cause you have, uh, only a couple. Just the two, Golden Commons, I have no pros here, and Swagoy. And for
1: me, I have uh,
0: Undivided, um, who I already regret putting there. No pros here,
1: Popeye Spicy Chicken Sandwich, For the Clowns, both of those teams absolutely do not belong there, Um, Swagoy and Guru Process. Um, So despite the fact that you only have two Golden Commons, we only have one team in common, and that is Swagoy, a team that uh, doesn't like a lot. Um, but just for whatever reason hasn't been able to find their footing in THL. Um, I know they have players that are really good. that have been around THL for a while. Uh, Edelweiss is a, a fantastic player and ambassador for the game that uh, is not playing this time around, but I mean, she, she put together a pretty good squad here. So uh, I think they just kind of got off to a, a slow start once again, but, you know, once again, I am going to expect them to turn it around. Uh, but for now they are the team that uh, belongs there. So um, we already talked a little bit about undivided, but, Dante here, I'll give you the, the flip side. Of the teams that I have
0: as a golden common, uh, who am I crazy for having down here that uh, absolutely does not belong? Well, I mean, Undivided jumps out the most to me because I had them as an epic. So, But despite that, if you look at our standings, it's only a three-ranking difference. I just happen to have so many more epics. Uh, right. So I guess I will say right now, Pope, Popeye's Spicy Chicken Sandwich would probably be my, you're crazy, because we know the caliber of team. We talked about teams that are, you know... Uh, historically very good in THL and they've been dominant in pro over the last few seasons. Uh, This is a team that maybe they're struggling right now. And again, funny enough, you have them ranked higher than I do, but a golden common, despite I have them as a rare. So I think they've got to be given a little bit of due in terms of their history in THL and maybe, yeah, two weeks is a little bit hard to judge and somewhat flukish for them.
1: Yeah, I agree. Um it's you make a good call out as far as like the number of teams we have in different categories and just the way that they scored, they are just in that group. Um I very easily could have had only two Golden Commons as well. Um but then I felt like my rare category was just too overloaded because I think the three teams that I had in Epic, at least from initial viewing, uh seemed to be just a, a jump ahead. So basically I made the choice to just group a whole bunch of teams in Golden Commons that may or may not deserve to necessarily be there. So I think the only teams that uh, we can definitively say, at least to start with, um, that have some work to do, uh, between Segoy, Nopros here, and, uh, what about the process? Because you have them as a, uh, rare team. For me, they, they came in towards the bottom, just a, a really bad start for them. But, uh, what gives you cause for optimism when it comes to the, uh, the group process?
0: A lot of it comes down to the teams they've played, and it's not necessarily the points they've scored because it's eight and a half, and that's never going to be a win. So we know uh, that they're going to have to pick it up, especially in that tough pink conference. So I think there's hope for them. Uh, I think the players are strong enough to get some wins, but I don't know if this team will ultimately be a playoff contender. Yeah,
1: especially with a bad start, even with the the tough schedule. Um, You know, Pro is, I mean, sort of notorious for entirely being a difficult schedule you don't get a break um and you know there are some times where you run into like the hyper rising back to back that you know really hurts but i mean there's no easy teams you know the teams that we're talking about right. here at the bottom are still really good teams so you have to bring it every single week or you very quickly fall behind and i think it's probably what is going on here with, with group process so you know not the start they wanted um there's still some time to turn around but um, you, you can't uh, you can't fall any further behind.
0: Um, yeah, they they ran into five boxing wizards last week and and did get thumped pretty hard, but that's to be expected with a team that's looking pretty dominant. And you know, no spoilers, but they're already off to a good start in week three. And then F two L, we don't have much of a baseline on outside of the one week that they put up nineteen points. So right now, yeah, I think I think reprocess can still recover and are going to look a little bit better than they look at the moment.
1: Yeah, so I'm, I'm pulling an audible here. The last team I want to talk about for the, the Pro Series is uh, a team that uh, we're definitely hyped on coming into the season. Um, one of my legendary teams that uh, just so happened to have gone against, I think, two other legendary teams in Breddick uh, in and, and Hyper Ryzen, And that is for the Clowns. So you talk about the gauntlet that is pro. That I don't know if you get a tougher back-to-back week. Um, I think those are the two championship teams uh, from last season, if I recall. Ape versus Hyper Ryzen. Uh, correct memory serves So, for the clowns going one on one against those two teams, uh, that's a really good start and it's only going to be easier for, for them from here. Granted, it's pro, so it's not going to get that much easier. Um, but I think, uh, I think golden epic for them that you had is, uh, is correct, but also underselling what this team is capable of. So, um, so any last thoughts on any teams that, uh, I mean, I skipped over for you or, um, any general thoughts for, uh, for pro so far?
0: I think we've touched on a lot of a lot of the the finer points that I wanted to get into. Uh, it's it's so hard to evaluate in power rank teams after, like you said, only two weeks, if not less than that, because some only have one game played. And this is a problem that I run into when I'm looking at the player power rankings, which is why I tend to not want to get. 2 too invested into it until at least four weeks. So what I would say is that we're thinking about this now. Two weeks from now, we're going to revisit Legacy and Pro will be back on the podcast in week four. And I think that's where you'll really start to see things separate and be more stratified to the point where you can actually make uh, some, some predictions going forward on what the teams will ultimately end up at. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Anyone listening today or looking at our rankings when they're posted on Discord
1: can make a really strong case that we're idiots. Uh, in two weeks' time, you will have less of a case to make if your team isn't doing what uh, what you should be doing. So uh, this is your chance to turn it around and uh, put us in a place. Uh, but until then, let's go ahead and uh, go through our final pro rankings for week two, and I will get us started. Whoa, legendary. legendary! Horizon. Sheepies, The Five Boxing Wizards Jump Quickly,
0: Brushy Tuna.
1: Golden Epic!
0: F2L, Faction,
1: Golden Epic!
0: Mancrick's Multiple Wives, Bread Ape, Aussie Pro Mafia.
1: Golden Epic!
0: Undivided, For the Clowns.
1: Rare! Make Love, Not Warcraft, Popeye's Spicy Chicken Sandwich, Sushi Rats,
0: Poem Locked and Loaded.
1: Golden Common!
0: Gru Process, No Pros Here, Swigoy. With that, let's move on to Legacy. My
1: fire be purged! All right, Dundee, we've got 24 teams to rank. Uh, Can we do it in 24 minutes? I don't know, but we'll find out. So, uh, initial impressions of the legacy season so far before we start getting into individual teams.
0: It's kind of interesting to me that it is what we thought it was going to be to an extent. You know, Silver Conference has been so, so close, and we'll talk about this, but 10 points separating the number one team and the number eight team, and that's exactly what we thought this was going to be with a dogfight of all these strong teams in Silver. Uh, some of the teams that we had, or I personally had marked as as contenders, are showing out and doing exactly what they're supposed to do. And some uh, that we thought might not be that strong have been weak. So it's uh, it's interesting. It's it's kind of taken the route that I've expected so far, which is not standard in uh, in THL.
1: Yeah, usually once uh, the season starts, all those preseason predictions go right out the window because you just never know. Uh, Hearthstone is uh, is a like card game with uh, a lot of uh, you know sort of variance to it. Um, yeah, I think the better players win over time, but these are you know short weeks, potentially short series that uh, anything can happen. So you know, it's it's nice when uh, when you get something right. And uh, it's fun to see how the, the series can develop over time. But all right, with that, let's get into our actual
0: uh, tiers. And Dante, why don't you lead us off with your legendary teams? Sure thing. I have Chaos Theory, F2L White, All Pros Missing, Defias Brotherhood, and Golden Wisps.
1: Uh, for me, I have Chaos Theory, Defias Brotherhood, Golden Wisps, and F2L White. Uh, a lot of names in common there, Dante. I think we went, uh, at least for me, four for four. With the legendary teams, you have one extra we'll get to in a minute. But um, talk to me about these four teams that we started with, and uh, who stands out to you as um, being a team that uh, you're impressed by or surprised by?
0: Well, I'm just kind of sticking with my initial guns here. I, you know, I was on the the reveal show for all these teams, and I shouted out Chaos Theory as my number one contender for the title. And they've not disappointed so far. Uh, most points across all teams, 41 points through two weeks, 2-0. and So despite the slower schedule, I'm going to give a little bit of a pass because I said they were going to get the job done. They're getting the job done. So to me, uh, I I can't move them off of where I had originally ranked them since they've done everything I would have asked them to do.
1: Yeah, uh, I feel pretty good about our start. Um, yeah, I think We were talking before the podcast started about the last time that uh, THL Pal Podcast had Chaos Theory at the top spot and what happened immediately after. So hopefully history does not repeat itself, but at least uh, I'm not giving myself a golden legend this time around. So maybe a little bit <laughs> more uh, humility is in order. Uh, for me, the team that kind of jumped out to me uh, as far as um, uh, an impressive team is the Pious Brotherhood, Uh team that, that came into the, the preseason as a uh, rare team. Uh, not a bad team by any means, but um, you know, a team that had a decent season the last time around. And uh, I wasn't 100% sure what we were going to see uh, with a pretty decent roster shakeup, but they have come out guns blazing um, with a really strong 2-0 start against really good competition. Uh, so far, they have the toughest uh, strength of schedule. I know it's early, but it still matters um, in the goal conference with that 2-0 start. So uh, you know that they are definitely earning their points. So uh hats to them for a good start to the season. All right, so let's get into some epic teams uh, for me. I have a bunch. I have Seek Guidance, Agent PLE and the Light Showers, Bluefish, Dirty Mike and the Boys, Not Justin, All Pros Missing, The Meme Dream Team, Wallet Warriors, and Flame Pimps.
0: I have one Golden Epic Team in Dirty Mike and the Boys, and then Epics in Flame Pimps, Agent PLE and the Light Showers, Wallet Warriors, and Bluefish.
1: All right, so the team that uh, you had as your legendary that I had not was All Pros missing. They started off two and zero the pretty good uh, two opponents. The only well, I was about to say the only undefeated team in Silver. But that's not technically true. Which we'll get to in a bit, <laughs> but uh, they did
0: start off two and zero. So uh, you like them as a legendary. Talk me up a little bit on All Pros missing. With how strong Silver conferences, I think we're almost grading on a curve, or I am almost grading on a curve. I would say so. Looking at thirty five points versus, you know, that would be third place in Red Conference. That would be third place in Gold Conference. The curve that you're on in Silver Conference, at that means it's got to it's gotta count for something. So they're sitting with a 17 AOS right now, which is second hardest in Silver. And as you mentioned, 2-0. I just think that that's absolutely worthy of a legendary start to the season.
1: I can buy it. I will take that uh, under advisement and bump them up to a ordinary team. Does that make sense? Um, the other team that you had, I'll uh, give you a chance to talk positive again, is Dirty Mike and the Boys as a golden epic. I, once again, did not give out any gold whatsoever. I am just a stingy dragon this, uh this podcast. Um, but you had them slightly above the rest of the epics. So uh, what puts them in that next category
0: for you? It's purely the AOS. It's, I've never seen a team in the 20s for an opponent's schedule <laughs> to start a season. I mean, maybe after one week. But after two weeks, they've just played the hardest opponents that come out one and one And Dirty Mike and the Boys is perennially a contender. They're always a team that seems to get downplayed a little bit. But there's a reason they got merch on the website. You know, they're, they're a franchise. Uh, they're a household name in THL that always comes to play. If you underestimate them, they will beat you, guaranteed. So they, to me, uh, you know, it's a, it's a bit of their, their history and what I know they're capable of combined with how they're playing this season.
1: Yeah, that, that makes sense. So, yeah, just a quick note on the AOS. You know, you're, you're looking at how teams did in the weeks that they did not play your team. So, for a team to put up uh, a 20 AOS means that uh, on the other weeks, uh, their two opponents, All Pros Missing and Wild Warriors, absolutely dominated uh, when they didn't play during Mack and the Boys. So, yeah, it definitely shows the strength of that particular team. So, I like them as a, a golden epic. Uh That makes sense to me. Um, so, for me, I had a whole bunch here, and... Uh, we agreed on a few of them. Uh, we both had Flame Pimps, we both had the Wild Warriors, we both had Bluefish, and we both had Light Showers. Um, so all of those, we'll just slot right over to our Epic category. Um, and one of the teams that I started, let me see here, Edge PLE and Light Showers, just fun name to say, uh, they're one of my legendary teams coming into the season, so it's no surprise to me that they're up here doing well. Uh, I think the team that jumps out as uh, as maybe being a little bit of a surprise is Walt Warriors. One of those teams that Dirty Mike and the Boys played um, that has put up a, a big week. Otherwise, um, they beat Amberfly Gaming, which is uh, no small feat. So I think they stand out to me as being uh, a team on the rise, uh, a team that we will probably be talking about early in the podcast um, in a couple of weeks because uh, so I think um, after playing the two teams they've played, uh, they could be set up well for a run here. Um, but let's uh, let's go ahead and throw in some rare teams to this discussion. Uh, Donde, why don't you go ahead and lead us on?
0: Sure thing. So I have three golden rares in Amberflight Gaming, Not Justin, Hot Zilfs, and then rares in Meme Dream Team, Illidan's Death Knights, Seek Guidance, Team Justin, The Cooler, and Redfish. And for me, I've got uh, The Cooler,
1: Dad Legend, Redfish, Amberflight Gaming, Hot Zilfs, Team Justin, and Illidan's Death Knights. All right, so let's back it up just a skosh to the teams that I had in my epic category. You were down in the rares. Um, So you have a choice between Seek Guidance and Not Justin and the Dream Dream Team. Uh, Of those three, which of those uh, do you think that uh, I might have a, a stronger case for putting them in epic? Uh, and which one do you think uh, you are definitely convinced that they are just a, a notch below in that rare category?
0: Well, when I'm looking at my golden rares that I listed, the three teams I think are all fairly interchangeable. So to me, I don't think I can say bump not Justin up, because that would mean that I am defying my my vision of <laughs> those three teams. I, I've lumped the, them together. Yeah. They're already there together. So to me, I, I guess meme dream team would be the team that I would bump up into the epics just because they're right below those three teams
1: yeah i think i can buy that Mean dream team uh they came in uh for me as an epic to start the season and uh and so far i think they've kind of helped serve um you know in the goal conference they're they're right in the middle uh they had um you know the, the win over santa pan gang which you probably expect uh, at this point and then uh week one which will eventually go for me and tell me that they lost the device brotherhood, which is a team that I am very impressed by. So uh so for me, I haven't really learned anything new about the new team. So that that keeps them kind of in that uh, that epic category for me. So uh that works uh from that perspective. And then Seat Guidance, the other team in this category here. Um, you know, they're they're up there for me. Uh I'm not sure. Like uh the Red Conferences is is one of those that I think we need a little bit more that on, because I don't think the teams at the top necessarily are that much better than the rest, and I don't think the teams at the bottom are that much worse. So, um, you just need a little bit more information to, uh, to play out. So maybe Seat Guides, uh, probably better served there in the, in the middle as, uh, maybe a, uh, a golden career team with what we know so far. Um, so to talk to me, you, you're mentioning a little bit between Not Justin, Hot Zilks, and Amberflight Gaming is kind of your group of three here in the, uh, the, the Golden Rare. So, so talk to me about those other two teams, Amberflight Gaming and, and Hot Zilf. Um, Obviously, so you're on one
0: of them and uh, give me the, give me the rundown on, on what put these three in that bucket for you. So all three teams are in the same conference. All three teams are within two points of each other and all three teams have somehow different records, which I, I find intriguing, but the opponent's schedule has been identical. The points per week, as mentioned, almost identical. And that to me screams evenly matched. So this I found there was no real way for me to differentiate between these three teams. And first of all, how dare you rank a team that is undefeated so low in your standings? You're also winless. So I, uh, that is I irrelevant, sir. <laughs> yes. Uh, the, the rare o and to start for any team happens to be my team. Of course, a uh, very interesting bit of, uh, I guess, trivia, because this is something that maybe we'll ask on an off season show sometime. What team started 0-0-2 in THL, and that answer is hot Zilf, so keep that in your back pocket. But yeah, I think these teams are just so, so evenly matched. It was hard for me to differentiate between them. I think all three are playoff contenders. Uh, when I did my preseason rankings, I had Zilfs and AFG as the top of the Silver Conference, and not Justin, just barely outside of playoff contention. So for now, it seems to just be kind of confirming my thoughts uh, on Silver Conference, with three teams that are, that are playoff-capable all being kind of just kind of middling teams, hanging out in the middle of this conference. Yeah,
1: that uh, that works for me. So I know you're uh, you're very excited about the trivia question for the uh, 00 and two style. But let's just wait till the end of the season when y'all finish 00 and nine, then it really becomes a uh, a fun.
0: I would accept notes. this because it would be <laughs> phenomenally entertaining.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's pretty great. Um, so anyone else in this rare category, um, teams that we had in common between other uh, than Steph Knights, um, Team Justin, the Cooler, and Redfish, that uh, stands out to you as uh, someone that we should keep an eye on going forward, that uh, could be poised to make a run-up standings.
0: I think I like the cooler. Uh, they, They were a team that I thought would finish fairly low in red, and right now, they're in the hunt with a with a pair of strong opponents, they are o one and once they are winless, but they're getting points in those losses. So I think I may have underestimated them at the start. So I'm curious to see how they do going forward. As you said, red is still kind of a melting pot right now of uh, all these teams trying to find their way. So I think the cooler could sneak in there and be a team to watch in red conference.
1: Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think um, I think reds, like I said, a little more more wide open than it may appear uh, at this point. Um but uh will be interesting to to play out. Uh and then for me, Oliven's Death Knights, um a team that uh last season started off real strong before kinda of falling off a little bit. Um so I'm interested to see how they do this time around. Um a little bit of a longer season, so you know, maybe they have it in mind to uh to not repeat uh what happened to um last time around and uh carry it through all the way towards the end. But yeah, I'm interested to see what the, what comes from them. Um, you know, it's always a a meme for me to, to rank that specific team down at the bottom of the rankings and then watch them slowly climb their way up. Last season, cranked them all the way to the top right away. Um, they finished towards the middle. So this season moving their way up, uh, steadily, um, could be a ticket to success. All right, uh, and lastly, let's go through our Golden Commons, uh, which for me are uh, the Cult Legacy, the Stubbs, Serenite Pain Gang, and the Standard THL
0: Degenerates. For my Golden Commons, I have Dad Legend, the Stubbs, the Cult Legacy, Standard THL Degenerates, and Serenite Pain Gang. All right, so uh, Yeldart is uh,
1: ready to take some notes. Um, Dande, why is Dad Legend a Golden Common for you?
0: We we love Dad Legend around here. There's no there's no doubt about it. We've talked about teams that have a, a solid history in THL, and Dad Legend is one of those teams. Right now, they have not showed up too strong in their two matches, only averaging twelve and a half points uh, per week. And that to me just says they're off to a bit of a slow start. They haven't had the strongest schedule to start with. I expected a little bit better out of them here, and I really waffled on putting them in rare and I think I, I, I could be swayed into a rare change for them. But when I looked at the teams that sat right above them in my rankings, you know, Redfish, the Cooler, and Team Justin, I just couldn't bring myself to take Dad Legend over any of those teams at the moment. Dad
1: Legend appreciates your kind words, sir. Because uh if I had let you keep them as a golden common team, uh he would not hear the end of it. So, uh, we'll bump them up to a rare, uh, that still might be enough to, uh, to get, you uh, Yellow Dart fired up. But, um, yeah, a team that has a strong track record, uh, with a couple of players maybe not getting off to as good a start as we might expect. Um, particularly honestly, in the, uh, the one seed. Not a characteristic start for him. Definitely the type of player that, uh, will definitely make a, a turnaround, uh, probably sooner rather than later. But, uh, the rest of these teams, uh, that we had in agreements in the Golden Common, uh, I think it's, you know, it's just one of those things with, uh, ranking on a podcast. You gotta have someone, uh, building the foundation of your tier lists. So, uh, these teams are off to slow starts, but, uh, I think, uh, any of them are, are more incapable of turning things around. Donde, if you had to pick one of the Colt Legacy like to stubs, Saturday night pinging and the standard THL degenerates that you feel me most strongly about making that turnaround, who would you pick?
0: Well, two of these four teams I had in red as playoff teams. STD uh, and the Stubs Yep. in the preseason. So, STD, a finals participant last season, sitting at the bottom in points right now. I would have to say that if any team is capable of coming back, it has to be STD at the moment.
1: Yeah, I can, uh, I can definitely buy that. Um, the, the, uh, season they put together the last time around, uh, definitely shows what the team is capable of. So, it would not shock me whatsoever to see them, uh, go flying out of the standings. Uh, the team that I had higher up than, uh, what we've seen so far is the Colt Legacy, uh, team that, um, uh, barely lost to Dow Legend, uh, last week. And then the, uh, week before, um uh, they took it on the chin from Golden Wisps. So, you know, I think they've lost to the two quality teams. And uh can very easily um just rebound off the uh the the strength of schedule boost that they're gonna get um the rest of the way and uh just shout out to semiiping gang um you know based uh setting straight as far as uh ranking them to begin with team that uh you know as far as uh PR goes they may struggle a little bit um to match up but uh you know I think they're gonna they're play hard uh they're bringing in good classes from what I can see from their lineups you know they're they're in on uh what is um, somewhat uh, conventional to bring. So I think it's only a matter of time before we start seeing them put up some wins uh, this time around as well. But uh, with that, Dante, uh,
0: any final thoughts about the legacy season thus far before we get to our final rankings? I know this is the second time we've done a 24 team series, and that is the most we've had. And I think it would be hard, I would be hard pressed to say that there has been a legacy season that feels like it's on this level of competition. It feels obviously like every season, the competition level rises, but I think Legacy made a bigger leap, because Hero's been at that level for a few seasons now. Pro has been at that level for a few seasons now. Legacy's always had kind of a little bit of varying quality. There are so, so many teams that are are championship contenders, and we've never quite seen anything like it. Legacy, if you win this season, you have earned it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think the other thing too that plays into it you know, like you said, with legacy competition in the past, it, usually within a few weeks, you kind of start to see some deviation between the haves and the have-nots, uh, particularly the last time we had the, the three-conference set up. Um, you know, it was tough to judge between the conferences who was really standing out uh, amongst their peers versus just kind of taking advantage of maybe a, you know, theoretically weaker conference, but that will not be the case of this season because starting this week and resuming in week seven, we have a couple cross-conference matchups that uh, will definitely give us some really interesting data points to look at and start comparing these conferences and hopefully, although not uh, guaranteed, but hopefully making our job as rankers a little bit easier with uh, a little bit of uh, some some correlation to be able to look at. You know, does a team like Chaos Theory, for example, match up with the Silver when they're playing against Amber Fight Gaming, who's definitely a good team. Um, you know, we'll be able to see which of these conferences can kind of make a name for themselves before we get into the playoffs. So... Um, are you excited about the cross-conference
0: play? Very excited about the cross-conference play. I know there's a mixture of emotions on it, and it does lead to a little bit of that random chance where you might play a team that's not as strong as your as your, as your compatriots in your conference. But, you know, we already play a game that has its fair share of randomness in it. And so it's all about doing the best with the hand that you're dealt. And you may be dealt, a, you know, a tougher hand. Zilfs this week playing F2L. I'm excited for the challenge personally, and I think that that should be be the way that everybody looks at it. Just, you know, if you get a challenge, just think of this as like a preview of your potential playoff matchups.
1: Yeah, and the way I kind of looked at it when Cross Conference was first announced as being the, uh, the way to go. Uh, one, I like it because I think a longer season just lends itself to better teams doing well. Definitely. Um, you sort of smooth out that variance just a little bit by giving more samples to work with. And two, I mean, just the, the way that Legacy is sorted out between conferences in the first place is almost like a, an RNG in and of itself. Because you never know who's going to be strong, who's going to have an off season, who's going to figure out the meta and dominate. And you could be in a conference with that. And, you know, that is kind of decided right away. So I don't think adding in the cross-conference necessarily makes that any more, um, you know, differentiated than it already is as far as how scheduling goes. So, you know, just because your team might end up facing one of the corporate better teams from the other conferences that, you know, it was determined before the season started. So you never know how it's going to work out. And just because it worked out that way this time around doesn't mean that it's necessarily unfair or anything like that. So I'm I'm on board with the cross-conference play. I'm excited to see it play out. And I definitely look forward to talking about it in a couple weeks um, once we reconvene on Legacy. But for this week, uh, Dante, why don't you go ahead and get us started with the final
0: rankings for Week 2.
1: Whoa, legendary!
0: Chaos Theory, Defias Brotherhood, Golden Wisps, F2L White, all pros missing.
1: Golden, epic!
0: Dirty Mike and the boys. Epic! Wallet Warriors, Flame
1: Pimps, Agent PLE, and the light Showers, Bluefish, Meme Dream Team.
0: Golden,
1: rare!
0: Not Justin, Seek Guidance, Amberflight Gaming, Hot Zilfs. Rare! The Cooler, Redfish, Team Justin. Illidan's Death Knights, Dad Legend. Golden
1: Common,
0: That's a cool. legacy. The Stubs, Serenite Pain King,
1: Standard THL Degenerates. All right. We did it. Legacy and Pro are in the books. And I'll be back next week for Hero and Wild. Uh, I might uh, give a shout-out to, uh, to Marty B., see what he's up to. If he has any interest in doing the podcast, I know that he is uh, strong in his opinions and likes to hear himself talk, so it would be a great combination to have with me talking through the uh, the Hero and Wild series, and maybe we mix in a little Battleground talk too. Uh, who's to say, Donny, what's
0: been your experience so far in the uh, Battleground series? It's been, uh, it's been, we'll call it the Dennis Green effect. Uh, we are who we thought <laughs> they were in regards to my skill level with Battleground series. I am having a blast. It has been so much fun. Uh, talking with my teammates, Myanodon, Brushy Tuna, Jammies are all fantastic players, and learning from them is great. Uh, the amount that I have learned from them, probably not as much as they would have liked, but I'm still having a good time with it. Uh, I would really request humbly that uh, we stop playing at Steffi and Riots because they are so so very good, and they they beat me tremendously every time I face off against them, and uh, I just don't know how much more of it I can take you know, I'm just getting mocked over here in, in, in my group chat. So let me ask
1: this, which is worse? Brushy Tuna mocking you for your uh, play in pro or Brushy Tuna mocking you for your
0: play in Battlegrounds? Is there a worse outcome? I don't know. It's (laughs) gotta, it's gotta be Battlegrounds. I think Uh, he is, he's good and he knows it. And it's frustrating (laughs) to say the least uh, because I don't really have any comebacks for him. Uh, He, he knows, He knows what he's doing even when he doesn't know the meta or the cards. The first week he played, he didn't even really know what a lot of the minions did. and He still was out there getting top three. So uh, I've got nothing on him. I can't even begin to uh, throw shade at Brushy. Uh, That's pretty funny.
1: Yeah, the fact that he's, I guess he is actually playing around. So this, this, you know, instead of, uh, with pro where he just sits on the sidelines and throws, uh, <laughs> throws insults yeah, indiscriminately, at least this time he's backing it up in the, in the BG series. So that's no doubt him uh, involved and, and ready to go. So awesome. Well, Dante, I appreciate you, uh, jumping in to guest host the, uh, the, uh, back all worked. So glad, uh, that you were able to make it and, uh, good insight as always. Uh, any final thoughts for us before we uh, close for the evening?
0: Just want to say thank you for having me and anybody who does get called out to join uh, this call should absolutely take the time to do it because it's such a blast and everyone loves giving hot takes. It's it's all we do here is just give hot takes and uh, throw ourselves out there for the potential ridicule, which I have no problem with. So thank you again uh, to everything that you, Mad in Arms and Base, do on a weekly basis, and I'm just happy to be even the smallest helping part of it.
1: Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. And I will say that the hate mail that we get is with Love. So, you know, it's all good. Don't be afraid to uh, to come out here and and put your your opinions on blast. All right, with that, uh, everyone, good luck in your matches this week. And I will talk to you next week. Be good to each other.